Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maidens all in a row. David, David, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With all that is contrary and contradictory in your life and all that's going on in the world around us during this challenging time, How does your garden grow? To grow fine and vigorous grass, someone once quipped, all you need is a crack in your sidewalk. Our lives can be contrary, sometimes contradictory, and even cracked. And the question is, how does our garden grow? The following story comes from the wonderfully whimsical Wittenberg Door magazine. Several years ago, the author wrote, I taught a primary Sunday school class, and one season the teacher's guide suggested putting a sweet potato in water with a sign that said, God makes things grow. I did this, and whether from lack of heat during the week or lack of light or both, nothing happened. Toward the end of the season, the Sunday school director suggested I remove the display before the children became atheists. Sometimes things just don't grow. And perhaps you've known people like that as well. People who aren't growing and have simply stagnated, most probably because they have chosen not to grow for whatever reason Sort of like the couch potato lying comfortably on the sofa who said, I've decided I'm just like any other person, except I have a smaller percentage of active ingredients. He certainly was expressing a feeling in the more stagnant side of things. And during these days, it can be easy to feel that way. Well, our gospel text that Michael read for us has Jesus telling a parable about a fig tree that had not necessarily stagnated, but it definitely had not grown very much. It was as though the tree were in limbo, not knowing whether to die or to stretch forth and bear fruit. I can't tell you the number of times in my life when I have felt in that kind of limbo, not knowing whether to stay put and comfortable, not doing anything, or to stretch out and bear fruit on God's behalf. So let's hear the story again. Once upon a time, a man had a fig tree growing in his garden, and when he came to look for the figs, he found none at all. So he said to the gardener, Look, I've come expecting fruit on this fig tree for three years running and never found any. Might as well just cut it down. Why should it use up valuable space? And the gardener replied, Master, Don't touch it this year until I have a chance to dig around it and give it a bit of manure. Then if it bears after that, it will be all right. But if it doesn't, then you can cut it down. In verse 7, it's clear that the tree was given ample time to display its fruitfulness. And the discouraged owner said, let's just get rid of it. Why should it use up ground and exhaust the soil? It's as though he were saying, Why should we let it waste the gifts with which it's been entrusted? 
But the gardener urges the owner to give the tree another year of grace. Now please remember that it was on that first Easter morning when Jesus was identified as the gardener. Could it be that Jesus was the greatest gardener of the human spirit ever to live? And in the case of our parable for today, we have a gardener of grace willing to fertilize for future growth. Now, I want you to remember that, to fertilize for future growth. God fertilizes our spirits for future growth. Without guarantee, the gardener hopes for future growth. Fruitfulness. And hence the sermon title for this morning, How Does Your Garden Grow? You see, despite our postponement, our delay, and our hesitation to always bear fruit for God, God, as the vineyard owner, is patient with us. And if perchance Jesus is the gardener, then we can make a new start, no matter how stagnant or lacking we have been. Yes, there's a warning in the text about the tree being cut down, and judgment is also a part of the Christian faith. But the amazing thing about this parable is that we are left hanging. We don't know what the future of the tree was to actually be. So, too, our lives are open-ended. The final assessment of our fruitfulness is not in. The potential for growth is in the here and now today, just as it was for that tree about to be fertilized. Is not today truly the first day of the rest of our lives? 60th birthdays are often very significant for people, and such was the case a number of years ago for the French priest and paleontologist Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. Upon turning 60, He said this. Well, on the first day of May, I entered my 60s. It's it's incredible how quickly time goes. My whole spiritual life consists more and more in abandoning myself actively to the presence and action of God. To be in communion with becoming has become the formula of my whole life. To be in communion with with becoming, with growing, is the formula for our whole life. When our difficulties are properly sustained and not seen as curses, they can nurture and fertilize our faith and growth. Often the things most people avoid at all costs, things like suffering, sharing someone else's burden and pain, are in the end fertilizers of faith. But isn't that what natural fertilizer often is? The less pleasant stuff of life? The four-letter S-word of contemporary culture that I better not say here. You see, God can take the crummy stuff, the S-word of our life, and use it for good. 
perhaps you can think of a time in your life when something happened that wasn't particularly pleasant at the time, but in the long run, you realized how it enriched your future growth and strength in faith. The point is, not all that fertilizes your faith will come in the form of joy and happiness. It is a mixture. The sunshine and the warmth, the rain and the refuse as well. As Robert Browning once observed, my business is not to remain myself, that is, to remain unfertilized, but to make the absolute best of what God has made. You see, no matter what happens to us in our personal lives and no matter what happens to us in the world around us, we can be grateful and know that God, through Christ, wills growth, grace, goodness, and love. No matter what. No matter what. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? David, David, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? And you, you, how does your garden grow? As we move toward summer, Let's do more than care for our lawns and gardens. Let's fertilize our faith and grow in God's love.